Match day 17. Atletico Ottawa nil. Forge FC four. What's the opposite of let's fucking go? We'll just go with that this time. the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I am Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long, every Tuesday, giving you analysis, reactions, and hot takes. Patty, how are you feeling, man? Oh, not, boy. <laughs> um, not ideal. Not as good as... My, my voice sounds better, but my mood is much worse. <laughs> not ideal, is it? Um, yeah, what a fucking roller coaster of a couple of weeks we just had. You know, we, we were we were riding high on a huge victory on the road trip last week over York, and then... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a crushing loss this week against uh, Forge, who are a runaway freight train right now with five wins in a row in their last five they're years. In, they're insane. They are an insane run. Of, it's, I, I was looking at the table because obviously, sort of, um, you know, obviously recording this the day before, I just finished watching a bit of the um, York Halifax game. So I look at, like, look at the table to see what, the, uh, what it was looking like. They have a GD of 23 goals yeah, it's right ri- now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And the next highest, I believe, is Pacific with nine. Uh, Cavalry with nine. Cavalry yes. with nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. how they're doing. Yeah, it's, it's real great. It's real great for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if we want to talk about the game a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, lineup is pretty standard, I would call mm-hmm. it. Standard cargo. Um mm-hmm. I mean, Bahus was on the bench in favor of yep. McKendry to start, which was which was probably the only major change that happened out there. Why do you um, think he did that? Um, I honestly, I don't know. Defensive um, stability? Yeah, I think so. Maybe because because I do find that Bahus is more uh, offensive player in okay. that role, and McKendry okay. is a much more conservative player. Mm-hmm. That being said, I I don't think McKendry had a particularly good game. Um, he looked no. a little bit lost out there sometimes in that in that low six. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I, I, I think I get the, um, the, the, I get the, the thought behind what, yeah, what, car, what cargo, idea. like why he would choose that. However, I mean, I think it was pretty, pretty clear after the first half that, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's what happens when, you know, like, like you said, the idea was there. It's like, okay, we're, we're going to play a three at the back, which we didn't do last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time we played three at the back, we had troubles in the midfield and the defensive midfield with Sizoko. Obviously we'll talk about that later. Probably um, this time we did the same thing, played a three at the back and then we switched off a mid for a more defensive mid. And it's just, you know, McKendry has, has, has fielded half the minutes as Sizoko this season. Mm. So he yeah. doesn't. He's not exactly in hot form at the moment. So no. throwing him in there against the best attacking the best, team yeah. in the league is not. You know, it, 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 sometimes it's not great to to do big massive shakeups like that. And I mean, like you said, we kind of we kind of saw that happen. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked about it in previous games. Like I get that we're we're kind of still experimenting a little bit with the formation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've settled into a four one four one, which I think is effective. I just think that like having the right pieces for the right opponents like if you want to fuck around with the lineup playing against Edmonton fine go nuts but like <laughs> against Forge it's like a different story right um I mean I think we had a first I don't want to like shit on the guys too much because I, I do think for the first 25 minutes it was it was relatively back and forth it was a game yeah. that I think was was good to watch um 
But I mean, other, once, other than Pasillas, yeah. who probably should have scored like oh, three minutes, three in, minutes in. Yeah, for sure. That was I mean, I was very happy when I watched it. But yeah. yes. Yeah. He 100 percent should have scored. Um, and then once they did score, like the fucking floodgates just busted. It was, open, it was over. It was, it was yeah. fucking game over, man. Like, yeah. It was, it was yeah. nuts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it sucks because, like, I mean, the first goal was, unfortunately, I, I would call it a Drew Becky error. Mm-hmm. He let Abudakar uh, Sissoko get in right behind him with way too much room yeah. to work, and he fucking buried yeah. it, which sucks. Um, yeah, but, I mean, like, you talk about two, three minutes later, Tiso foul, which, you know, I, I think I would argue, and anyone with a brain and eyes would argue that that was very clearly a foul. <laughs> Oh no, that's um, a pen. I got the pen yeah. every day of the week, and every, everyone said it. It was just one of those things. And I, yeah. know, I, I know last game that Carly Shaw McLaren did, we were like, every ref needs to be like you. And now but, I'm but, like, but absolutely be, the to, fuck not. To be to be to be fair in her defense, and I, I again, I think that she didn't have a particularly good game officiating yeah. it. But I would probably blame the assistant referee linesman over oh, the her should have seen because that the sure. linesman should have seen that. And I yeah. I watched it again today. Um, and it was pretty clear that Carly, because they dribbled essentially around her, um, because she was kind of like hanging out at the top of the 18, they dribbled around yeah. her and then her her view was blocked by, I think, one Forge and one Atletico player while Tiso yeah. was tangled up behind them. So, like, yeah. I can't really blame her too much. However, yeah. I mean, it's classic fucking Canada soccer. Just like, I don't know what, the, like, were they, like, what was the alliance doing? Like, picking flowers? Like, what the, f- like, your job is to watch the field and, like, they, how you miss that is mind-blowing it is, to me. It is weird because you're supposed to be helping, right? Like, yeah. you're supposed to, because obviously, like we said, the the the, the man or woman in the middle, like, uh, they don't obviously see everything. And that's why yeah. you have people on the side that are also there to help. I mean, you, you miss things like that. What are you even doing there? I mean, even the Halifax games today, one of their goals was, one of York's goals was mm. clearly offside. Like, why aren't you, why aren't you taking note well, of these things? Why aren't you watching this game properly? Yeah, and I mean, I guess, I mean, offsides suck and, like, some of those calls suck. But to me, my mate, my, my main concern, I think, with the fact that calls like that are getting missed is like for the safety of the players, like the the tackle on Tiso had nothing to do with the ball. Like he was just, at, like destroyed by by the I don't oh, even remember who the York well that's was. why it was or so the, surprising the, it was the, like this is egregious the fortune defender yeah exactly so to me I'm just more worried and I think we should be more worried about the low quality of officiating leading to injuries and we've already had a lot of injuries in the league and a lot of them are non-contact injuries or whatever but. I think you're going to start seeing a gradual uptick in contact injuries because those calls aren't getting made and players are like, well, I think I can get away with it. Therefore, I'm just going to go in with a two, two, two foot studs up tackle on this guy and maybe I'll get called and maybe I won't. And like, that's yeah. the problem is like, once you open that door and you say like, well, there's now ambiguity as to whether or not a player is going to get called on a dangerous play, yeah. then that opens the gates for like, well, all other kinds of behavior that, you know, I think is, is negative or will negatively affect the league. Yep. No, consistency. Consistency is the key. And I mean, as much as much as we can sit here and complain that, you know, a 1-1 game would have made a difference. And I mean, it would have, but I mean, we just mm. proceeded to get just shredded apart for the rest of the game. So I don't really, I'm not, I'm not, con- I'm not convinced that, um, no, that wasn't getting, the- getting that pen would have really <laughs> changed that much. To be no, I mean, you. maybe, maybe it would have made the goal, like maybe it would have made things different as far as like the end score line or whatever. Yeah. Um, but maybe it would have been 5-1 and it wouldn't have made a fucking difference. Who knows? Yeah. Um, however, I, I think that again, it's just a very clear indication of the distance we still have to cover for Canada soccer officiants to be consistent in the league. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So um, other than that, I mean, I'm going to just talk about it very briefly, but anyone who watched the post-match interviews, um, Bobby Smirniotis, Oh my God. In the post, he said, 
they we quote stole points from them in our last match yeah. in 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 Hamilton, which is a load of bullshit, and he knows it. Like, yeah. for a coach to say that, like, I mean, Bobby Smirnyanos is a great coach. I look at what he's done for Forge, and mm-hmm. I think everybody's talked about it. Like, he's probably in contention along with Carlos for coach of the year if we're looking yeah. at a CanPL coach of the year halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. But saying like, oh, they stole points from us, like, man you just you got beat and like to me i'm like it's bush league if you're like oh well they stole it from us no you we fucking didn't they went into and in hamilton the, and, in the and same, won it. like and in the same breath this yeah. is what got me is that one you're gonna say we stole points from you and then also say you know what we weren't really trying to get revenge against ottawa today it wasn't uh, about that it's like fuck, fuck off you're not trying to get revenge how are you gonna say that and then be like well because they stole points from us last yeah, time like, shut up but fuck. that's but that's what i mean so like to me that's just like fucking timbits timbits coaching right there i i, I don't like i think i i guess it's just unprofessional. I think it's unprofessional. Oh, it's I, I, unprofessional. I cannot imagine Carlos Gonzalez saying something like that. Mm. Saying he stole points from us? Yeah, it's unprofessional as fuck. So, um, so Bobby, uh, be better and please cut your beard because it's gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I would love to jump into some stats. And I know probably yeah. the ATO fans out there don't fucking want to hear it. But, <laughs> but, you know, we go again and uh, we got to talk about it. So, um, I mean... Our weak areas. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it, our weak areas were on full display. Um, yep. Anytime Forge pressed us on the left, especially on the left side in the last third, like yeah. they were in the box in seconds, and it sucks. Yeah. It fucking sucks because they got those two first goals from the exact same spot, essentially, mm-hmm. where yep. they would do a little ticky tacky play to burn Drew Becky mm-hmm. uh, and score from the exact same point, which put yep. them up two nothing. Because he um, was the only man. Because obviously Tiso was basically playing left wing in a, in, a, mm-hmm. in a three or five at the back, and then so Becky's the only one on the left, and mm-hmm. you know they they saw. You know, they definitely looked at our back line and was like, there's Tiso and there's Becky. Like, these guys are both, you know, a little bit older. Becky's not quite as fast anymore. They're like, we are going to exploit that like crazy. And well, and they, did. they did. Exactly. They scored they off did. that side three out of four times. Three out of four times, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I mean, I can't fault Forge at all because I think they're, they're – they, their high press was very effective. Yeah. Um, it just – it sucks because, like, when you look at the stats, it doesn't look – again, we talked about it last week. Like, when you look at the stats, sometimes it, it, uh, it tells a story. The stats in this game don't really – tell a story it's se. almost like the valor yeah. game where so many of the stats are actually quite equal that yeah. you might be like huh like you know it still looks like one was the better team i mean you know they had five big chances to our one but you know we had more shots we had the same amount of shots on target uh we had more uh uh, uh same amount of shots inside the box i mean well, our, even our, our, like, our, our defensive stats were almost our season average so like yeah. You know, we look at our defensive stats because our defense is so good. And yeah. when you look at pre- previous games that we would win, you know, two nothing or two one or 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 three nothing against yeah. um, York, you know, when you look at those games, it's like we're not doing anything completely out of the ordinary different. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of when those defensive stats happened, I guess, when the missed tackles happened, when the the you know the block shots or the interceptions happened. It's it sucks. Yeah. It fucking sucks because it's like. Completely circumstantial, but here well, we are. The thing, for the thing is, else, is so. it's the classic like you make a mistake, a, you, a good team will punish you for, and yep. that's that's Forge. You know what but, I mean? I mean, like the difference is that you know we're not playing against just any other team. We're playing against probably the most naturally talented and fluid attacking force in the whole league. Well, and uh, you know, you say that, but like, I mean, you look at even our shot stats. Like we had we had more shots than Forge did. We outshot them. And yeah, he, but six. But we had twice as many outside the box as they did. True, but we also had the same amount of shots on target as them. Four. 
They scored four goals, four shots on target. We scored zero. So they're, the thing is, is that you know they're clin- they're 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 because uh, they're clinical. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they know they they're 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 finishing is better well, than and, ours. Exactly, they get finishing in better has areas. Been, yeah, finishing is like, better. Yeah, we had for ATO the yeah. whole season. I mean, yeah, we had four shots on target, but we only had one big chance. They had five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so as much as I hate to look at stats, um, yeah, that's that's just it. I mean, like, yeah, there's there's just isn't a breakdown. I mean, they 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 had two hundred and twenty eight passes in our half we had 95 in their half like that's you can't you can't win a game with passes like that like that's sorry rough. that's rough it's like oh, oh yeah, they, they, you're like yeah no big deal they have like more than double the amount of passes in the attacking zone um so and i mean we both had like fair like 80 plus percent pass accuracy it was just yeah. where the passes occurred so yes hats off to forge um they, they played an excellent game and i think that you know post 25 minutes in once things started really shaking out the the way the game was going to go. We were in hot water the whole time. Oh, the wheels um, fell off. It was, yeah. Yeah. Which was, sucks. I mean, it sucks. Yeah. And I, I, again, I don't, I'm not saying like that's, it's definitely not us every game. Cause we've had mm-hmm. some stinkers. I mean, the six, one loss, the yeah. loss to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think that's one of our strengths that, that as far as Atletico Ottawa, I think that's one of our biggest strengths is being able to rebound from losses better than most teams in the league. You know, you lose a, you lose a game to like, man, we lost to fucking Edmonton, <laughs> their first win of the season. And guess what? <laughs> we bounced back and we played a, a few good games afterwards. And that's that, you know, it's just, and we go again, they say, you know, and we go again, we go again, yeah. we go again. And we do, I think Atletico Ottawa is one of those teams that does do that. And Carlos doesn't really focus on the losses. He focuses on the pieces that he needs to fix for the next match. And I think he talked about that in his post-game interview as well, talking about the fact that, like, this isn't – yes, it's a loss, but, like, for him, it's a loss with opportunity to, to grow and, and and be better in the next game or in the next games. Yeah, well, I mean, even – I would say that, you know, other, other than the 6-1 loss, this is this is probably actually the most we've been comprehensively, like, you know, outplayed for the yeah. whole Which is season. funny because you look at the game in York and it was the reverse. We comprehensively outplayed York last week. Yeah. So it's tough. Again, you know, we're going from one extreme to the other. Yeah. Um, and for any ATO fans out there, like, you know, you, you get that. I don't know about you, Johnny, but like sometimes I get that, like, inkling in the back of my mind that I'm like, oh, my God, is this is this, is this, is this the, the, the hole in the ship that's going to, you know, like yeah, get worse yeah. and sink us for the rest of the season? Like, is this a yeah. turning point? Um, however, I'm, I'm not saying that. I don't think based on the, the performance of the team throughout the season, like I'm not worried about a Mista level collapse. I think that Carlos is, is smart enough to recognize the areas we need to fix and he can fix them because we've yeah. seen it. We've seen it. We've talked about stuff and then, you know, somehow a week or two later, they fixed that issue that we were just bitching about. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously at the mo- at the time it stung, and you know afterwards mm. it stung. You know, you see shit on the internet, you're like, oh man, that fucking sucks. But you know, you wake up the next day and you're like, it's Forge. Yeah. L- most teams, you know, you losing losing four nil to Forge is something that basically every team has done. Most other teams will do if they haven't yet. It's it's almost an inevitable. Like it's 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 not really that unheard of. No, it's not. And I, I, I think that, that we just have to keep that in mind. And I, I, yeah. I don't want us to get too down on ourselves because I, I know that like sometimes we can do that in Ottawa, you know, yeah. um, with our sports sports teams here in the city. Yeah. Um, but if we've learned anything this season, it's that, you know, like who gives a shit what other teams think of us? We lost a game and it sucks. And you know what? Yeah. 
you didn't see us crying about losing 6-1 to fucking Valor. Like, I'm not going to cry over losing 4 nothing to Forge, who are on a five-game winning streak and have a 23-goal differential. Like, let's... Yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, we're in the run-in for the season, and yeah. we're nine points clear in the playoffs. Eight we points are, yes. clear in the playoff yeah. position. Yeah. So, you know what? It's, uh, uh, you know, a win on Sunday can put us right back up in the top top two, so... I'm not going to be so entitled that I'm not also just in un- in- incredible awe about how much better things are now than they were this time last season. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I'm not going to let a 4-0 against Fords like no. unravel all of those good good feels. Again, that's I mean? that's part of living in Whoville, man. You got to just yeah. take the wins and the losses. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of... Um, yeah, so that was that was our stats. I mean, I know the next uh, segment is going to be a little bit of a short one. Because <laughs> it sure a, is, it's Johnny. A list that can sometimes be long, and this is not one of those. Well, things. last last week it was the entire team essentially. This <laughs> this week it's, um, it's I, I, I I put two on there. Um, you yeah. know, obviously, like if you've got more, um, number one we got to talk about him, Carl Howarth. Like standout players. Holy Carl fuck, yeah. that guy had a good game. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, game. we lost, but the man had ninety seven percent pass accuracy. He only missed one pass, 32 of 33 all game, 100% long ball accuracy, 53 touches, two or three big chances. Like, man, the dude's 33. <laughs> He's 33 years old. He's a year younger than me. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, I'm fucking out of shape, so I couldn't even come close to that. Um, but he put on, he put on a good show. Um, he kept us in it. I think um, rewatching the game today, you know, I, I saw a lot of, a lot of really brilliant looks and crosses from Carl. Yeah. I think that he's established himself as that, you know, that, that keystone player on the far right wing that can drive it right to the corner and then put a cross right to the and top of the six. Exactly. No, true. Yeah. But like so. almost everything that we did that was dangerous came from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's definitely uh, my far and away standout. Um, and then the, my second person on this list is like, a standout, but like he had a he had a decent game. I, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep Balu Tabla up here. Yeah. Um. You know he didn't get any goals this week. Um. But it was good to see him move the ball the way that he did. I would really, say he's he's better than 99% of the defenders in the league. That's why it's so hard to keep him to not have him on this list because even if he doesn't create anything, it's he it's, still played or, or yeah. Or even if there's no end product, it's like man, you're, there's still so much that you're you're just clearly so much better than everyone else. And like even if even if the the, the movements don't come off every now mm-hmm. and then, it's like. The creativity is there. The thought is there. Well, exactly. Sometimes like, the decision making can be better, but I mean, it's it's. But he's getting there, and he, and he's improved drastically since the start yeah. of the season. You know, we're talking for this game: seventy five percent successful dribbles, two shots on net, sixty four percent ground duels win. Um, so like you know, he he has the the stats back up us yeah. leaving him on this list. Yeah. But it's tough because like as. <laughs> We talk about players who have sat on this list for weeks and like, you know, there's, there's a few names missing. I don't know if you, <laughs> cause to me, those, it's just those two are that are standout. The rest of our yeah. players were kind of either okay or just bad. <laughs> man, man to bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could tell that you could tell that Bulu had a really frustrating game as well. Mm. You could tell he's like, Ugh. sometimes things just aren't working. Although, you know, as much as, as although much as that, you that little, that it. little cheeky back pass to Tiso at the top of the 18 on that, mm-hmm. on that chance right before he yeah. was fouled. Uh, yep. just like I know. classic Balu Tabla, no well, look backwards pass directly. He's to always Tiso. got that in the locker, right? It's yeah. Moments yeah, of magic. So, um, so I mean, if we're, if we're going to talk about the reverse of that, the disappointments yeah. this week, I mean, there's a lot of them. I would say that no one really, apart from the two that we've named had a half, had a decent game. Um, yeah. 
it's it's a weird one, man, because I mean, like we said, it's like, okay, the stats aren't super damning. The scoreline is. It's almost like you almost just want to say, listen, nothing really worked that well rather than putting a bunch of like individual well, people on blast. I mean, yeah, I, I again, I'm not going to like dive too deep into the, these people, but I mean, I do think that there were three people, three players yeah. that had rough game, particularly rough games this week. Yeah. Um, number one is definitely Nathan Ingham. Holy fuck, Nathan. Yeah, that was a bad one. What? That was a bad one. Four, what shot, the fuck uh, four was shots that? on target, four goals. Yeah. So four shots on target, four goals. And not only that, like they weren't even, at least two, three of them weren't even like, difficult shots they were like savable like he had such a sharp angle and it just he just happened to be out of place or dive too soon or whatever yeah. the first two goals were basically identical so like he got burned on the same goal twice in a row yeah. um so it, it sucks it sucks because like yeah. nathan can have a good game and he can have you know play consistent or whatever but in this case i just think he he kind of he dropped a stinker um which sucks but sorry to put you on here, Nathan, but here you are. <laughs> no, I mean, I just you know, every, every keeper is due one, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I don't think he's really had a true stinker this whole season. I mean, apart whole, from, apart from, I would, from I would the, say the, the Valor game was a stinker. The Valor well. game was also a stinker. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right about yeah, that. But, I mean, I mean you, you don't, you don't concede that many without being like, okay, listen, the keeper is a bit at fault for this result as a whole. Yeah. And I think that the, the next two on my list are, are really, you know, supporting that narrative, which is, I mean, I'm going to put them on here. Unfortunately, yeah. Drew, Be- Drew Becky. Yeah. Two, the first two goals were, I'm going to say partially his fault, but like, man, his stats this week were also hot garbage. 33% ground duels won, two of his passes were intercepted, zero aerial duels, 50% accuracy on long balls. Like, I fucking hate having Drew Becky here because he's yeah. he's such an important piece of the team. And I guess yeah. in this case, you're seeing it. You're seeing our defensive line and our goalie have poor games. And you yeah. see what that does to our team. You know, we yep. go from a 3-0 win commanding win to a four nail loss where we got yeah. absolutely destroyed by, by forge. Yeah. I mean, um, watching, Ter- watching Taron Campbell absolutely ugh. skin him alive and every then, time and then, and then beat Ingham at like the near post for that second <laughs> goal. I was like, okay. You, like, I almost you turned off my fucking... broadcast, man. I was like, yeah, I'm like, we're gonna get, this. we're getting smashed today. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you just let him do that to both of you, like, we are getting smashed. But, today. but the worst no part way. is, like, it happened with Sissoko, uh, Budokar Sissoko, the first time, and then with mm. with Taron Campbell the second time, and it was mm. almost an identical goal. And I'm mm. just like, how the fuck does that happen twice? <laughs> like, like, well, at least at least in the first one, it was a nice, decisive defense splitting mm-hmm. pass that he got on the end of. Taron Campbell literally did like the Gareth Bale thing, where he tapped the ball on the inside, ran to the outside around him, and just. Mm-hmm spun him around and made him look like a fucking timbit yep, like it, so. it was it was absurd yeah so it's it sucks uh hang on one second i'm gonna go control my dog <laughs> worst part is she was literally barking at nothing uh, <laughs> she was barking at a window amazing um yes yeah, so drew becky um yeah i i would say if we're gonna add one more onto the list i'm gonna unfortunately put um our boy diego espeo um yep. a little bit on blast here uh, it's tough because it was it was definitely an off night for the normally colossal 19-year-old Spaniard who usually mm-hmm. holds it down in the middle of the pitch with Drew. Uh, he got an early yellow. It was just it was just messy. It was a messy, messy, you know, first and second half for him. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because like we talk about it weekly, how nice it is to watch our defense play together. And I think mm-hmm. that this game exposed what happens when our defense does not play together well. Exactly. Um, so. You know, it is what it is. It's the the result is a four 0 loss, and you know whatever. But 
Um, yeah, I, I don't think Diego had a pr- particularly good game either. Um, and I, I, again, I'm not going to call it any other players, but I just think our whole defensive line was just a bit rough. No, um, it's ex- exposed basically. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone has shitters, and I mean, it's <clears throat> we've we talked about it in the sixth one as well. Like it can turn into a mentality thing where all of a sudden, every nothing's going right, and then you just don't have the friggin' oomph to really pull yourself out of that rut and get back into things. No. And, like, watching that, you know, especially when the third and then the fourth went in, I'm like, oh, my God, are we going to ship six again today? I like, was real worried. It's one of those days. <laughs> so, um, glad we were able to stop the bleeding, but it still yeah. doesn't, you know, doesn't doesn't erase the injury. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Yeah. So, yeah. On that note, how can we be better? How can we improve? Um, that's, I mean, obviously I would love to see our defense play the way that they have been playing all season. So I think that it's going to be a little bit of, uh, I hope a return to form for them on Mm -hmm. Sunday. Um, we have to pressure the, I think in this, in this game, we, the biggest issue we had was just a lack of pressure on attackers on the, on the forge offense, because every Mm -hmm. time they got the ball and I've talked about it several episodes, you know, prior, I thought it was a dead issue was just giving them space. And I think mm-hmm. that in this case, every time we gave them space, they just absolutely dummied us yeah. and made us pay for it. And it's fine if you give York space. It's fine if you give Edmonton space. It's fine if you give Valor space most of the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, you cannot give Forge that space. You see, you see when Kyle Becker got the ball before the fourth of the last goal, before mm-hmm. he sent it out to the wing? He, like, he, here is probably the best player in the league, best One midfielder yeah, in sure. the league at the top of whoa, the 18. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, <laughs> don't do my, my boy Ollie like that, all right? <laughs> Well, he's second been the best, best mid, second yeah. best midfielder okay, in the league. Okay. But he's been, you know, for four years straight yeah. now. And then he gets the ball at the top of the 18 and there's no one else to be found anywhere. I was like, what are you doing? I think With I legitimately. Him? Of all people, him. I think after they scored the goal, I legitimately said, like, I told us so. Like, at my yeah, screen, I was exactly. like, I fucking told us so. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I told you guys not to let them do that. Guess what? Here we are. Mm. <laughs> It's just they're, they're, they they overrun every part of the pitch. Every yeah. time we our defenders had it, there's three of them. Every time a mid mid had it, there's three of them. Always there, ready to go. They're forcing errors. Ollie Bassett's misplaced pass that led to Damn. the first goal. I know. They press from the front. I mean, we saw it from the passing stats. They live in our half. Yeah, and I mean, I think that after this, Carlos has his work cut out for him. I don't mm. envy the players who I feel like are going to get beasted pretty hard this week prior to the Edmonton game. Mm. Mm. So... Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. I think that we just, again, I think we just gave them the space and they took advantage of it in a way that yeah. other teams sometimes can't, but I mean, yeah. this is forge we're talking about. So yeah, exactly. No, you're absolutely yep. right. It was, yep. it was just, it, it's one of those things where even after the six one, it was almost the same thing. It's like, okay, there's no one lesson to be taken from this. It's mostly yeah. just, okay. Like everything was shit to bed this time. Like it, it's almost like a mentality thing. Like you can't fall apart like this when you're getting just trounced. You know, you have to get back on the bike. You have to remain solid. Like, you can't just be falling apart. Yeah, and I mean, I think, again, this this to me is a, a perfect example of what happens when that happens. And you know yeah. what? It's what it is, and we got to go for it, but... We yeah. go again, basically. We, we, well, we, we go yeah. again. And I mean, I think, uh, like, I'll, I'll give you a quote. Um, so, Carl Howarth gave a, an after you know, the game interview, mm. um, to talk, uh, uh, the question came up, you know, <laughs> what happened during the game <laughs> and Carl being the one player, in my opinion, that was a, an absolute stand on the game said, mm. quote, yeah, I think it was evident. We came out a little flat and they were on the front foot. They pressed well and made it difficult for us to get out. And from the start, they just wanted more. So we have to be better and we can learn from that. So, I mean, I know that's like a very like generic sports players, <laughs> 
like, interview but questions. What else are you going to say though? Like, but exactly. But exactly. And the fact that like Carl recognizes it means that, you know, you know, Carlos definitely recognizes it. Mm. Um, so it's, it so it's a game. It's the nail on the head. It just, yeah. It, it yeah. encompasses, I think what everyone was thinking walking yeah. out of the stadium. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. So moment of the match. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, the, if we, we, don't we, talk, we, we talked about how maybe it would have, maybe it wouldn't have really changed the game, but I mean, the miss PK was, it's a hundred, it's a hundred percent to me. That's the moment of, that was the TSN turning point of the match was, yeah. <laughs> you know, if we're, you know, uh, we're not branded. So TSN, you feel free to pay us royalties, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, You're to welcome. me that, that was, <laughs> that was the one, I mean, the rest of it's, you know, whatever, like, yeah, Forge scored some decent goals. Um, yeah. But I think that that was the turning point of the match where it became clear that we weren't going to get those calls. And then it just continued for the rest of the match, which sucks. Maybe, yeah, sucks. maybe <laughs> things weren't going to go our way that day. Not not only referee wise, but I mean, yeah. it's almost but sometimes you just get a vibe, right? Well, and then when something like that happens, you're like, man, vibes are off tonight. Like, nothing's exactly. Go and, our I way. mean, as, as, as much as it pains me to say it, like we just like. Uh, you know, please forgive me, ATO fans, but like we deserve to lose that game. We didn't play. Uh, we didn't play a game that that nope. made any uh, made any you know effort to show that we we deserve to win it, and we yeah. didn't. So, yeah. um, you know, we were we were, and the worst part is like the the pieces were all there. Like we were, we just were riding the high from the York win. Yeah. We ha- didn't have a weird schedule. There was no break, like long breaks, no well, outside they, forces. There's like, no disadvantage <laughs> in any sort of way. Like. No. The only people uh, we were, we still are, don't have Zach for Hull, we still don't have Ivan Perez, but other than that, everyone. But we've been we've been, we've been working off that for the last couple of games. Exactly. Like, so it's not, been... like, it's not like we're in an injury crisis or anything. It's, no. So we're instead, at home. Instead, we have ten players who like look like they didn't want to be there, and then a thirty-three-year-old winger just like <laughs> banging crosses in for like ninety. Yeah, minutes. exactly. Just running so... show, and like, where the fuck are you guys? <laughs> yeah, he's just like <laughs> kicking it into nowhere. Like, oh, I wish I wish my players were there. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I mean. Uh, to me, that's the, the moment of the match was that, and then everything after that was just you know. Um, actually, no, I'm gonna also give a shout out to the dub. Even down four nothing, they were still the loudest thing on on one soccer. As they do. Um, so so yeah, shout out to you guys. Um, unfortunately, like I was late coming back from Montreal, so I didn't make the game. I was able to give my tickets away to uh, to a, a, a dad who wanted his son to go with his friend and didn't have tickets, so I gave my tickets away. Um, so that was more people in the dub, um, but. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh it's tough it's tough to come back to that kind of yeah, <laughs> kind of loss. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, we're gonna touch a bit about on that in the next segment. We are gonna. What segment continue. is it, Johnny? What segment? It, it's the one out? where since you've heard enough from us, <laughs> now it's time to hear from you. CCSG mailbag. Mailbag time. It is the mailbag. Uh, so this is the moment in the podcast where uh, you know CCSG membership. Uh, can ask any of the questions, bring their hot takes, bring their opinions. Johnny and I will chat about them. You know, we'll maybe have some some laughs. So if you have a dumb take, feel free to send it in. Mm-hmm. Um, get it in before the broadcast, obviously. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. It's a major benefit to being part of the Capital City Supporters Group is that you get a free portion of the podcast just for you. It's your so segment. let's, uh, yeah, it's yours. It's not ours. It's yours. We just talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, Johnny, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire you one uh, off the uh, off the off the top here um york went down a couple goals and all of their support disappeared when we were so this must be oh because they're talking about the game we had in new york we went down a few and never let up what's the difference between supporters groups well because they're massive basically yeah that's that's really as as much as that seems like a pretty gratuitous answer i mean it's because they're massive and i mean 
We have ex- have experienced the single worst se- season in a 28-game Canadian Premier League season ever. And yeah. uh, and we still bring it the way that we currently do. So, I mean, you know, it's cut from a different cloth, I suppose. <laughs> just the yeah. way, it's just the way, it's just the way it works in Ottawa. Yeah, you know, we don't, yeah. Uh, you know, if I, we if we were still seeing after a six one, we're definitely still going to be seeing after a four 0 And it does help that by, by by and large, we're doing better this season anyway. So it's not like yeah. I know some fans of certain other clubs are really upset right now because they're not doing very well and they're getting janked around by their ownership of their clubs and shit like that. And they yep. do they do or they support. or they don't have an owner, <laughs> or they don't I. have an owner. Yeah, Edmonton, too. So. Yeah. But um, it does it does help that we're quite improved over last season. But um, no, we're just we're used to losing and we're used to losing bad. So now we can sort of take it if it happens every now and then. Yeah, we have like a thick skin. I think yeah. that's probably that's probably a huge part of it. It's like people shit on us. and We're like, yeah, yeah, we get it. We're from Ottawa. Like we're, we, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that uh, it's that it's that Bane scene where he's like, I was born in the losses. Yeah. <laughs> I was molded by it. <laughs> that is Ottawa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. By the time I started winning, I was already in my <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Uh, hit me with one, Johnny. Let's, yeah, I'll hit uh, this, you with I mean, one. The, the mailbag um, is real full this week. Which is it good. is full. It is full. Uh, this one's an interesting one. Do our boys try and stay on their feet too much? Not diving per se, but a stiff breeze sent Forge to the ground, and more often than not, they would get the call. In a league with such refing issues, is that something the lads should be considering more on contact and selling the penalty? Um, so I think we've, we've, we used to do, I'm going to say we used to do that early in the season. Mm -hmm. We were a bit of a floppy team. Um, especially Balu Tabla. God, I love him now, but like, man, at the early season, I was like, the guy couldn't stay on his feet. Mm. You know, he would again, you know, get, get nudged and he would fall down and hold his ankle. That being said, I think we've gotten away from that in that our players generally will play through a fa- through a tackle even if it's yeah. a tackle that's like suspect they'll play through it and i would rather have players that play an advantage foul and create a chance than like players that are constantly trying to draw those penalties yeah or those those fouls yeah so do i think that we maybe have the pendulum has swung too far in the other direction and we're not ju- it's it's hard because it's a weird question like you're like should we be diving more yeah. like, should we be <laughs> taking the you know um but but i i do think that there's a there's a middle ground i think that yeah. we've 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 found the the point of tackles uh the only ones we're really drawing for fouls are, are actual fouls like especially mm-hmm. in the last i'm going to say three or four games we really haven't been that team that you know, and it's funny because you see it on Discord. People are like, "Oh, Ottawa is known as being a team that dives and blah blah blah." But you're like, "All right, but like, look at what just happened in that game. Yeah. Like, we didn't exactly take a whole lot of fouls as far as like the the recipient, um, not because they weren't there, but because a lot of our players are just like, "Well, fuck it, like I'll yeah. just play through that, or I'll, I'll get up and and recover the ball or whatever." So, see, um, I thought Calvary was the was the team that had the reputation for being the worst divers in the league. I mean, they probably do, and deservedly so. <laughs> you mean Escalante? The, the big <laughs> yeah, no, the big one. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I super, I super agree with you on that, though. I mean, it's like <clears throat> there's a difference between flopping around everywhere on the pitch and taking fouls, and taking smart fouls in the box when you have clear contact and you know it's advantageous to get the penalty. Well, and the and, craziest, the craziest part about you saying that is like I look at the Maxim Tiso foul, and like you could tell he. He, he, he obviously like ha- took the shot, 
Then the shot was blocked. He took the rebound and then he had control, like positive control of the ball and just got, you know, his legs taken out from under him. Yeah. And then this, the zoom in that one soccer did like on his face where he had his hands up and he's yeah. like face down in the, in the turf. And I was like, I mean, how don't you call that? Yeah. But I'm like, to me, that is the type of, of call that you should quote unquote fall down for him. Cause like, yeah, maybe Maxime would have been able to somehow, Get but up the thing that is, is but that was a clear, like, that was a clear yeah. trip. So it's yeah. not even like, uh, it's not even sort of anticipating was it though, Johnny, the contact. Was it a clear when, trip? Because <laughs> according to the linesman, it wasn't. So. Oh, fuck <laughs> but so, but I mean, like when we look at like yeah. Diego's pen from last weekend, yep. that was, that was pretty classic, like feeling the contact and leaning into the contact and taking advantage of it and then getting a pen. That's smart. But the thing is, is I don't like it, that's different from just flopping all over the pitch no matter where you are because you yeah. want to draw a foul in some area of the pitch that doesn't really isn't even advantageous. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. So so I think we've gotten away from that, which is good. Um, do I think we need to do it more? I don't. I honestly think that our team has the skill and the experience to be able to play through a lot of those fouls. And I, I've seen it. Like we saw it last week at Forge. Sometimes, you know, like uh, Espeo would get fouled or, or Tiso even last week um, would get fouled and get up immediately and go and, and challenge for the ball again. And like I would much yeah. rather see that than players rolling around holding their ankle over like a call that like arguably wasn't a foul and was like way out by the half, like the half hash like line. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so hopefully that answers that question. I yeah. would love to see them continue to stay on their feet, but draw smart fouls is Basically, the, yeah. the TLDR yeah. of that is one. This, uh, yeah, that's the clip notes there. Um, all right. Um, ask, another, ask me this one because right. I like this. I'm going to answer this one in a funny I know, way. I know. You, I know you did. Another, <laughs> another game with zero goals for the home side. How many do we need against Edmonton for this not to be worrisome? We've scored four before. Is it doable? It says it says we've never scored oh, four sorry. before. We've never before. scored four before. Is it doable? We have scored four before, and the team that we scored four against is the one that we're about to play next weekend. Ooh, <laughs> drop it. <laughs> Shit. Yes, we also conceded three in that same game, but we have scored four before. But we're a much better team now, so I don't see that happening. <laughs> it's um I, I think the whole I don't care how many we win by. Three no. points is three points. We're a low-scoring no. team in a low-scoring game. It, we're also we're also all drinking the Carlos Kool-Aid of like who gives a shit what the strategy is as long as we win. Like, no one's gonna be upset if we if we win one nil at home against Edmonton. Yeah, because guess what? One nil still means three points on the board. It still means and that's, three points, and that's what we need honestly this weekend. We're getting we're 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 aiming for to stay in a playoff position. We're not like I I personally don't give a shit if we actually end up top of the league at the end of the season. I don't care about the GD about like a tiebreaker or anything mm-hmm. like that. Making playoffs would be an incredible turnaround for this team. Yeah, from whatever, last to playoffs. Like, exactly. Even if we get even if we get bl- blasted in the first round of the playoffs and are out, like I don't give a shit. Like I'm massive like, success. I it mean, would be a, a massive success. Yeah, compa- comparative. Like yep. as much as I, I would love to see us win, and I think that we have a team that potentially could do it. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, I think that like anything more than a, yeah. than a wooden spoon, especially something like a playoff finish yeah. um, would be huge, huge, yeah. huge. And huge I mean, team. you know, Forge fans would be disappointed with the one nil win against Edmonton at home. Cavalry fans would Pacific fans should be us. Any win against any team is a good three points by my book. Which, 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 which in my opinion is probably a smarter way of looking at football in general. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you agree. Like, 
I would much rather have just one point wins all season or like one goal wins or two goal wins all season and just rack up those points than like be like, oh, yeah, but we beat we beat Edmonton 5-1 and that's what matters. It's like, okay, yeah, great. Congratulations. Exactly. But guess yeah. what? You're still six on the table. No, like, <laughs> no it's true. It doesn't – whatever – yeah. It's not going to be worrisome for me. I don't think. No. Even though, even though there is a worrisome thing about it, which is that our away GD is plus seven, and our home GD is minus seven. Yeah, we're at, <laughs> we're currently sitting at zero, killing it, just not, sitting on sitting on the line. <laughs> I understand that. I, I do understand that part of the question. Minus seven GD at home for the season is. Very well, not fucking good. Hopefully we can eat into that on Sunday against Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is actually kind of apropos. How does um, the loss to Forge compare to the loss uh, against Valor? Both were blowouts and didn't have much going for us, but can we uh, maybe expect a similar turnaround? After, after the Valor game, we had a turnaround. Can we expect that again um, after this one? I'm going to say yes, um, only because like if you had asked me this about like wait like I mean I think we did talk about it way back when we got blown out by Forge or sorry by Valor um, like early in the season. We are a different team than we were early in the season, and we've discussed it a lot on this podcast. But also, I think Carlos is a different coach now that he's got you know what 13, 14 games under his belt in our in in, a, in our league. And he's he's made the changes that we needed him to make. So I mm-hmm. think that both were blowouts. Yeah. Okay. Great. Four nothing. Six one. Both suck. However, I do expect a similar turnaround because when Carlos says, you know, in a post game, like, I think he said, I think this is the result we have. Actually, he did. I got the quote right here. Yes, I think this is a result. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think this is a result that we have to grow our game from. Mm-hmm. So you know what? To me, uh, like again, you know, in Carlos, we trust. Mm-hmm. I think if Carlos says that, you know, he means it. And I think that he's going to really like hammer down on the boys this week and be like, okay, yes, this is a learning experience and you're not Mm going to win every game. You're not going to have a runaway season every season. However, we built this, we need to tweak it a little bit. I think that the loss to Valor was less about the team at the time and more about like the fact that we hadn't established a formation. We hadn't established who was playing where. We were floating players in and out of winger. We were putting guys high six, low six, the eight, you know, putting one forward up, two forward. Like we were just fucking around. We didn't really have an identity uh, yet. Yeah, exactly. So I think that Carlos at that point was just fucking around with like the formation and figuring out what works. He Mm. found what works. He's been using it. And guess what? Yeah, okay, we went up against Forge on Sunday and it didn't work. That's not the end of the world. To me, that's mm-hmm. that's a point to work forward from and say, like, well, great, we lost. How did we lose? And yeah. I, I I and I know Carlos is smart enough that he's probably sitting somewhere watching game footage and being like, Okay, I'm going to identify all of the issues and all of the areas that led to this loss, and mm-hmm. those are the things we're gonna focus on going into Sunday. So I feel bad for the defensive line because <laughs> I feel like they're going to get beasted real hard yeah, all week. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, you know, and, and, which is good. Guess. Which is good. I think again, you know, that's that's how you keep keep us in peak performance. Yep. Um, yep all right, let's do. Uh, okay, let's let's let you know what Johnny. Let's address under twenty one minutes. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, we'll jump ahead. Uh, so under twenty one minute wise, despite the loss, we missed the mark below what is needed. With fewer and fewer games remaining, do we need to start playing them with a win-loss be damned? 
Um, I think if there was a game that we were going to rack up a bunch of under 21 minutes, this wasn't that one. No. I just... <laughs> no. Nope. I'm not like, hey, let's put in all of our 18-year-olds against Forge. Against Forge, yeah, no. So, I mean, I, I think it's kind of a given that, you know, the big teams were still going to try and play a full-strength lineup. But we've shown recently in the past few weeks that we can go over what do we you need think, to uh, have in a week. So, do, you, do you think we're going to see... And this is for me. Do you think we're yeah. going to see Antonio next, like on Sunday against... against I hope uh, so. Against I hope Edmonton. Yeah. The thing is, we have the pieces. We know that they can ball, and we know that we can go over what we need per game to get there. And so I think that he still wants to be prudent and be like, no, listen, okay, this is Forge. Like, I, I don't want to lose 6 1 at home again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just so that I can get under 20 min- one under 21 minutes. You know, it's. And I, I hate that we have to keep talking about this fucking rule. Like, what 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 other league in the world is this is this hampered by? Like, so there there are know? there are other leagues that have uh, under twenty one or well under whatever age minutes. Mm-hmm. I think that ours is unnecessarily strict because Canada soccer doesn't really know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Um, and I also think that it's complete bullshit that they're like, oh, you might miss the playoffs. Like, I'm sorry, what? Where's that rule written? Show me the show me the receipts yeah. is what I want to ask to Canada Soccer. Like, show me where that's written. Yeah. But basically, um, that, that we talked about that last time. All the, all the, all that aside, I'm not worried about not making it just because we didn't put it. We get a bunch of under 20 minutes against Forge. Those are the games that we're not going to be using under 21 minutes. Well, and you know, the funny part is Edmonton, talk- we're going to use them. Halifax, well, we're probably yeah. going to use them. And York, honestly, Johnny, like, the, the, I saw a stat. Um, I saw someone I posted, I think, on one of the Canada soccer or cpl facebook groups they were like if you look at the current table this was last week when we were at top of the mm-hmm. table um if you look at the table and you flip it upside down that's the under 21 minutes yeah <laughs> like, you, oh yeah. my god they're right it's basically like, the like actual Edmonton, table in edmonton reverse. and york have the most under 21 minutes yeah. and they're both just garbage bottom of the barrel teams yeah. right now so i mean so what does that tell you about this rule and maybe it needs to be tweaked yeah well i think that that's fairly clear <laughs> if that's the case like yeah yeah. Yep. Um, uh, that's what am I going to ask you next? Okay. Here's um, you know what? Yep. Why don't I ask a funny one and then we'll All get right. into, into and then we'll get into a serious one and then we'll finish um with another funny one. All right, let's do it. Give me the give me the give me the funny serious yeah. funny sandwich. This is good. <laughs> um, in order to improve refereeing standards, should we be trying to recruit former basketball players because they'll have a better viewpoint from higher up? <laughs> Um, sure. Yeah. Why the fuck not? Honestly, no one could be worse than some of the lines that we have in this league. Uh, yeah, I would love to see it. You know what? Throw one up in the dub. We have an angle. We have like a higher view in the stands. Maybe. Um, yeah, I would love. <laughs> we just, oh my God, this, these referees. Do you think like, like Shaquille O'Neal would have gotten that penalty call right? Probably. Yesterday? I think probably he probably would have. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Cause like, again, I just think that, you know, it's, it's, it, it's part of it is growing pains for the league because we're a young league and you know, these referees who probably were coaching like, or were refereeing like league one Ontario level or tier one provincial level or whatever. And suddenly this league pops up and they're like, all right, we're going to take all the referees and put them in this league. It's like, okay, good. But also like maybe just train them better. You know, this is supposed to be a professional league and we've seen game after game after game and not even just like, like, I mean, I'm not saying this like as an Atletico Ottawa fan, because I am one and like, as much as I like, I I do think that refereeing is shit, but I also look at the fact that like, we're not the only supporters 
bitching about this. We're not the only viewers bitching about this. Like, man, watching the game and then jumping on like any social media from any team that that had a game this week. Like, oh my god! Like half the comments were just like being yeah. like, "The refereeing is atrocious. They're officiating with shit. This is why we're a joke league." Like, blah blah blah. And I I hate seeing that stuff because I do think the league is is good. I think it's excellent for soccer and or football in Canada. I think it's great for developing players. I think it's amazing for like shipping players overseas from from Canada. Like it's an opportunity, and I think we're just like fucking like I think we're like honestly I I do think part of the league is being hampered by the fact that our officiating we're is squandering so it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're squ- we're squandering that that. I mean, that, thank you. I couldn't think of the word. I was like, there's yeah. a word there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, we are we're, we're squandering an opportunity, not because the players aren't good, not because the coaches and the and the caliber of 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 game isn't good it's because the caliber of the referees is shit and like that sucks it sucks to have to say that like it fucking sucks we guys can bring some basketball players in maybe yes uh, so to answer that question yes basketball players because maybe (laughs) then we can train them so that they just aren't dumb with calls they're higher because they're higher up yeah that's true (laughs) they could see so much more yeah um i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do a double one and shoot this one to you too this is a a bigger issue um yes a couple questions about this Mm -hmm. Uh, how can TD Place uh, be made better to ensure visiting fans can cheer and jeer without disrupting those who aren't coming in for the supporter experience? What will it take for TD Place staff to finally implement the request that fans have been making, like having designated away sh- sections? Designated away sections is the topic of the day. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm again, I think this is a bit of an elephant in a room for anyone that was there in the dub during the game on Sunday. Um, there was, I'm going to call it a level of friction from what I gather between the dub and forge fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that was exacerbated by, by, by security, um, unfortunately. So it's, it's tough because you have a stadium that obviously supports one team or another, and it's the same mm-hmm. when we went to York. Yeah. Um, you have to have a section that's designated for your home fans. I think that's yes. obviously important to grow the league. It's important to have the supporter culture, like whatever, However, the sec- fact that security and like really TV plays allowed away fans in in numbers because one or two is whatever in numbers in is numbers, the most important part to sit next to the home supporters group is yeah. a huge fucking mistake. Awful oversight. Um, and 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 again, like I just I like I talked to Joey about it today. Um, and, you know, he wanted to, it's funny because like he sent us he sends us his notes every week. Yeah. He wants he wanted me to preface this part of the pod as his opinion, but like honestly, I agree. I think with this sentiment, I'm sure a lot of you guys agree out there, especially those of you that were there at the game. Um, if we can't like to to me, Johnny, like you and I, like we use this platform to like you know talk about dumb shit on the game or like you mm-hmm. know give us our stupid hot takes or talk about players we like or don't like. Yeah. But I think that one of our biggest mandates for this podcast is to keep the dub and CCSG held to a higher standard um, and ensure that the dub is an inclusive place for mm. people to have fun and come Ottawa fans to come and do that. If you pu- start putting away fans next to home fans in any numbers, you're always going to have a level of friction. Yeah. You know, there's going to be heckling. There's going to be, you know, giving each other a hard time. It, to me, that's a base expectation of football in general. Yeah. Any, any game you go to is going to be like that, yeah. but there's, there's also appropriate ways of handling it. And, um, you know, you look at last week, we talked about it, the mutual respect between Ottawa's 
away kind of the traveling mm-hmm. dub yeah. and the supporters groups from York, yeah. you know, yes, we jeered each other and whatever, but we were all the way at one end and the York fans were all the way at the other. Literally then, the opposite end of the stadium doing our thing. Halftime mm-hmm. met up, met up, had it like beer, chatted. Yeah. Just like hung out, and talked about, time. you know, the game, whatever, like went like, back you know, to our sections afterwards. and then did our thing. So, so to me, I'm like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm I'm, extre- I'm extremely happy that we were we had for- as many Forge fans as we did in the stadium because to yeah. me that that is more a uh, uh, a league kind of like uh, a little feather in their cap, right? Yeah, I'm like I like the fact that there the, the the league is big enough that away fans are traveling to visit to to, to view games. Great, yeah. super. Um, at the end of the day, though, however, I think that we as you know the the, the dub and you know TD. Uh, we're fortunate that it was there wasn't any issues beyond words because of the the scenario that was created by 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 the security staff in that section. And again, I'm not going to like dive into like he said, she said. Or yeah, like we're not going to get into like specific, specific issues. No. Like that, you know what? Like there that, was that, friction. There was, there was things friction. happening, exactly. and it was basically a result of TD plays dropping the ball again on what yes, to do. Yes. Yeah. The like, do I do it? Like, I mean, like I look at it, like, do I think do do we think security could have handled it better? Yeah. Like, of course, it was mm-hmm. pretty clear that there was like some egregious errors in judgment, which can yeah. contributed to like some of the issues that we experienced. Um, as a member of CCSG, I'll say, in my opinion, it was disrespectful the way that security handled the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that, and I imagine there probably has been already, um, a, a level of, of dialogue between the CCSG folks and the club and the stadium mm-hmm. to make sure they don't happen again. Um, but you know, as I say, like if I take off my CCSG hat and I say, as a fan of football in general, um, I know that away fans should never be seated next to the home supporter section. No, it's so stupid. It would be like bringing in fucking Everton fans to sit next to the Liverpool supporter section. Like it makes no sense. It's dumb, and th- th- you're just you're set you're setting yourself up for an issue. Here's the here's the here's the thing that really sort of blows my mind is that there is a clear a clear way for away fans to buy tickets in the away fan section on yep. their website. You go to click tickets and then there's visiting supporters. And you know it actually takes less clicks to get to that page than to buy regular single match day tickets. Yep. So either the, the either that information is not being communicated to them or when they show up in numbers as obvious away supporters it should be taken care of. I mean, like, oh, you're actually going to be moved over to here. There's precedence yes. for that. I mean, there's signs at the top of the dub that say, if you don't actually want to be here, ask a uh, 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 a staff member and they will move you to a more appropriate well, place. But so like, they, but should, again, they should be looking at this and being like, okay, if you're coming in, you know, wearing the shirts, I don't, I don't know if they got flags or anything like that, whatever it is, if you're clearly away support, you should be moved to the away support section. Even if it's partway through the game, if complaints happen, it's like, but listen, I, but I guess they need to be the- moved. That's my biggest issue with this entire thing was this 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 problem, quote unquote, this this issue could have been solved so easily yeah. by someone with a brain between their ears to say like insecurity saying like, hey, looking up and seeing like the the the, the tension that was existing between the yeah. two groups and yeah. being like, all right, you know what? We're at TD Place. This is the home of Athletic Ottawa. The dub isn't going to move. Yeah. Maybe we should be like, hey, I know you guys have tickets in these seats or whatever. However, if you wish to continue supporting the team loudly as you want to, which is just, you know great, I'm, we're yeah. glad to have you here. Whatever, yeah. we're going to have to move you to the opposite ends of the stadium because, yeah. again, you know, like like I worked like when I was in the university, I worked security, event security for five years, and 
I'm going to tell you right now, like the security personnel at TD Place need a long lesson on how yeah. to properly conduct their duties yeah. with situations specifically like this. Because like, holy shit, did they take a massive L on their behavior on on Sunday? Like to me, that's, that's you know, ABC basics of security is like you see an issue and you're like, okay, how can I address this in a way that is professional? but also takes into account the the atmosphere that we currently have at the stadium. Yeah. And if you can't do that, you shouldn't be working for security at a stadium, to yeah. be honest, in my opinion. Yeah. So again, we're not going to beat a dead horse. I'm sad that there were some issues. Yeah. Do I think that I, I honestly like between you and I, Johnny, like I don't blame the dub. I don't really blame the forge forge fans either. I don't either I, no. I, they I, bought I, tickets I, there and they were allowed to yeah. go there and they didn't know any better. That's, that's what I, I, thought they I, were I, I would lay the blame at, at security's feet for not yeah. recognizing what it was and not acting prudently to, to ensure that, that, you know, it doesn't create issues. Nope. And yep. I, I, I gotta give a shout out to the, you know, the dub folks, like there wasn't, you know, there wasn't any serious issues for those of you out there that are listening and wondering if something crazy happened, yeah. no, nothing crazy happened. Yeah. It was just a lot of jeering, but looking forward in the future, like to me, that's something that you can fix. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially people that are around the dub that aren't in the dub, but they didn't sign up for that. Like people yeah. that are in like V or in X or something like that. Like they don't want to get yelled at. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, they don't want to, yeah. they don't want to be part of like the jeering things. No. And, and again, again, like that to me, that's, that's just part of the, the, the culture of football in general is like, is like diehard fans or whatever. But at the same time, you're right. Like there is a level, there should be a level of respect. And I think that there was, you know, a a little bit of a a lapse in, in the, the actual um, facilitation of a rivalry by security because yes, we can have a rivalry and we can be respectful. I think in my opinion, like I look at again, what we saw at York, it was a respectful rivalry and Maybe there were some people that went over the line, but to me, that's the stuff you got to stamp out. And if you don't, it just gets worse and worse and worse. So yeah, basically, and 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 yeah, I guess the last word on that will be like TD place. Like you have to do better next time. Yes, because it, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't. No, good it was enough. not. It was not. It was. It was pretty shit. So yeah, do better. So yeah. Okay, so the funny question to cap that <laughs> off. <laughs> now that you're on a really good jovial mood, let's. Yeah, talk about we're in a good jovial mood. Do you? I'm gonna ask this one to you because I think you're gonna right. have a funny answer to it. Sunday um, is the rescheduled Meetapalooza game. Ooh, yes. So what are you more excited for, the wiener dog race at halftime or the two dollar wieners that you'll be getting from the concession stand? And which member of the dub will be doing their best Joey Chestnut impression? <sighs> Ooh, great, great questions. Uh, <laughs> I am excited for, honestly, I'm excited for the $2 hot dogs because my, mm. my, I'm going to probably ring my daughter, I think, this weekend. Nice, and nice. she loves hot dogs and it always costs me $900 every <laughs> every game I take her to because she's like, I want hot dogs and, yeah, exactly. and I want a slushie. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, exactly. She wants all the good stuff. And like yeah. me being a dad, I'm like, of course, you're my little princess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever so, you want. Yeah, exactly. So $2 hot dogs I'm pretty stoked for. Um, you know, a hot dog race at halftime sounds pretty fun too for me. <laughs> like, I think that'd be hilarious. I think it's gonna be hilarious. It's gonna, it's um, gonna be hilarious. And here's the thing: I have a massive soft spot for Dashins. My, my oh, family, wiener my, dogs are the shit. My parents own two of them, and like, I the, the thing about wiener dogs is that they all like. I feel like they all kind of share like a common soul. Mm-hmm. Like they're all yeah, hilarious. There, there, there are some. There are some breeds that are like that. Like I, yeah. like I have two Frenchies, and it's the same. They're yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I've met, yeah, I've met your two Frenchies, but they're all like they're they're hilarious and goofy, and like they love being funny. And I think like I've seen I've watched videos of wiener dog races on the internet before, and it's the funniest thing ever. 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah. so I'm excited for both. Uh, but if I had to tip it one way or the other, the two dollar hot dogs it's are going to yeah. save me a lot of money. So, <laughs> from a purely financial standpoint, in this economy, you yeah. think I can afford a full price hot dog? <laughs> in this economy, I can watch dog races on YouTube. Yeah. I can't get two dollar hot dogs on YouTube. Exactly. Inflation <laughs> is real, everyone. Um, yeah. Um, who do I think is going to do the best Joey Chestnut impression? Oh man, that's a that is that's. I think a, it's going to be, be your daughter. I mean, probably. <laughs> I mean, she yeah, you know what? she wants. So for those of you who don't know who Joey Chestnut is, he's a competitive hot dog eater. Mm. Um, so yes, you know what? Yeah, my six-year-old daughter might do that because she, you know, I don't know. She she loves like stadium food in general. So yeah. um, either that or like, I mean, I don't know. I could see. I mean, if Bryce brings his kids, I could see them putting up a putting I think up the, a show. I think the kids are going to be the ones that are going to be mashing the two dollar hot dogs because I mean, like you say, like all of a sudden they're going to be allowed to have as many as they want, and they're like, yeah. "Really? <laughs> <laughs> you mean I can get another one? Yeah, I want four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! That's costing me the same price as one on a normal night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that costs uh, a little less than this beer that I'm also going to buy. So, yeah, oh my no. god. I feel guilty yeah. not buying you for <laughs> agreed 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 um yeah so uh yeah that's a, that's a good question whoever <laughs> sent that one in great it's great great stuff speaking of meet palooza that's that's the next game coming up that's true meet palooza on sunday v uh v fc edmonton, edmonton. The, their the first own, time the ownerless ever. club the ownerless yeah. club not their first time ever visiting TD Place, but their first time ever visiting Atletico Ottawa at home at TD Place. Yes, that's true. Um, interesting. We're going to have a couple of those uh, this oh, season. Oh, yeah, because I guess yeah. the last time they came with this was against Forge. Or, sorry, uh, Fury, I mean. Yep. That's crazy. For yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. So in, there's there's going to be a couple brand new um, venue visits this season. We're, we're going to go to Calvary for the first time ever as well. Um, obviously, uh, what is what is Marco what does Marco call that the the, the, sh- the shitty horse track? <laughs> <laughs> Classic Marco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yes, next up, FC Edmonton hot stove. Probably yep. going to be one. Always is. It's there always will. dope. Um, I'm going to say we need those three points. Uh, I would like to build up in the black on GD because yep. right now we're at zero. Yep. Um, and I it don't want to nice, go red again. It would be nice to not uh, not dip into the red again. It would yep. be fantastic. Yep. Uh, and I mean, FC Edmonton's had a few, has had a, had a few decent performances in their mm-hmm. last five games. So, yep. like, I don't. I'm not underestimating them, but like, holy shit, we need to smash them on Sunday <laughs> to stay on track. After the, after the four nil drubbing, it would feel really nice to have another comprehensive win like we had uh, like we had last weekend. Yeah. So Carlos, <laughs> if you're sure. listening, well, you are listening. Yeah. Make it happen. Do it. Make it happen, Kevin. Give show us Owen. We want to see Owen. Yeah, we want to see him. And, I haven't you know, seen like, him. I don't know. Throw throw booze and Juan there, and like you know whatever. Let's have yeah. some under and I, let's have some under twenty one minutes to see if they can run riot. <laughs> yes, sir. If you want to be in the dub, it just Which got a whole do. lot easier. You do. You do. It just got and a whole did. lot it easier. It got a lot easier. <laughs> there is a link. Go to capitalcitysupporters.com, top right corner where the little bus used to be. There's a picture of tickets there now. Click on that, and then you're right there. Buy tickets to the dub. Easy. We figured it out. <laughs> we yes. made it simple. We, we made y'all. it simple. So you don't have to listen to me and Johnny like try and explain how to like get Maybe tickets. Maybe DM us about it. Yeah, yeah. No. We'll send you the link. <laughs> So yeah, so use it, use it, use the link tree on our social media uh, code. Use the the password or code or whatever CCSG when you're buying to get those discount tickets. 
Yeah, well, actually, you won't even need the code because the link brings you. Oh, that's true. All right, it auto it auto fills it. Well, yeah. there you go. See, so, we're making yeah. things easy for anyone that wants to come to the dub, which should you, be everyone listening. So. There you go. You click the link. It gives you the list of games, and then when you click on it, the only seats available are section W. So that Where is you how want to be. you'll sit in the the best supporter section in the league. Other than that, you know where to find us everywhere else: Capital City SG, Instagram, yep. Twitter. Uh, Facebook, all of the My good space, stuff. You MySpace, know? you know, SoundCloud, Pixo. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you can probably find us on like, I don't know, like LimeWire or Kazaa or like any of those yeah. like peer-to-peer sharing programs. You probably yeah. find CCSG stuff. All of that. <laughs> uh, this this has been, uh, you know, an interesting episode of Ace it has been. the Whistle. Not the most jovial, been. but you know, we like to we like to make our fun where we can get it. Patty, do you have any uh, any last things to say before we sign off this week? Um, you know what? We go again. Uh, all the ATO fans out there, this isn't uh, this isn't the end. We're 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 still very far and away playoff position. So let's mm-hmm. just fucking hit her out of the park on Sunday. Be there or be square. In the immortal words of Peter Crouch, back stronger. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. See you next week, y'all.